Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy hump day. We are less than a week away from the premiere of Bachelor. It's your boy, Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, we're doing it. We're feeling good. January 18th. Hope everyone's having a fantastic mid of the week. Can you believe time's just flying by? Is it already Wednesday? Isn't that incredible? I tell you what, have you watched this new show on Sunday night on HBO? Oh my gosh. What the hell is it called? No, now that I mention it, I have to let you guys know what it's called. New. I'm just going to search this new HBO show because I want to make sure. What's new on HBO? This show is worth bringing it back. It's called The Last of Us. It's based off a video game. 99% score on Rotten Tomatoes. You never see this. All the garbage that's out there on Netflix. It's got an average tomato meter of 99% and then the average audience score 96%. It's kind of like a zombie outbreak show, but instead of it being a virus, it's a um, it's a fungus. Oh yeah, folks. That's right. Get your mushrooms. Fantastic show. Either way, I'm watching that. I'm watching 1923, which is the prequel to Yellowstone. It actually stars Michelle Randolph, which is Cassie Randolph's sister. Cassie Randolph, of course, Colton Underwood's final pick on his season of The Bachelor. He ended up putting a tracking device taped underneath her car, and that did not end well. They got She got a restraining order, and of course, we know how that turned out. Uh, but now she's with a nice fellow named Brighton, and her sister, of course, starring opposite Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Can you imagine that? Unbelievable cast. Either way, that's your sort of review. I should give you guys some more info of what shows I'm watching because there's some bad ones. Like I got into Kaleidoscope on Netflix, but then I Googled it and saw that the audience score was like 40%. And it's like, we don't have time in life to commit to shows that don't have an 80 plus percent audience score. You know what I mean? I don't need it to be a hundred. I just need to know that it's going to have some payoff. Like we're watching Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime and that's a good show. It's a good action show with John Krasinski. It's a good show. We just need to know that these shows have payoff. Will we get payoff from this season of The Bachelor? That's the question we have for you. Look, let me tell you something. Videos that involve Zach Shall Cross are not performing well on my YouTube page. Not at all. And I've got only two of them for you today, so I'm going to share those clips with you. I think it's relatively interesting. I just think that because we haven't properly got the sort of investment of who Zach is, because, of course, last season of Bachelor was Gabby and Rachel, and it's they split the time, which meant there was like something like a, f- a thousand guys on the show. So we couldn't properly get super invested in them. Uh, So I think we'll get there. But um, two different videos discussing that. The second video clip that I'm going to share with you uh, will have spoilers. I'm going to let you know that's going to be after the 15-minute mark. So if you make it to 15 minutes, I'm telling you right now, spoilers after that. We don't know who wins his season, but we do have a good idea who the top three are from Zach's upcoming season of The Bachelor. So if you don't want that, just watch the first 15 minutes. This first clip I'm going to share with you guys is uh, discusses Sean Lowe on The Bachelor, and I share clips from your uh, da- mom and dad podcast, which of course is our friend Jess Ambrose, and they had game of roses on so we've got game of roses all over the content this week so without further ado let's get to that first uh video clip that you guys are going to listen to which is um i think the thumbnail is titled was sean lowe sent to save the bachelor have a listen here's what the game of roses podcast had to say while they joined your mom and dad house about sean lowe coming back to the franchise for Zach's season of The Bachelor. This is the most exciting time of year, The Bachelor preseason. It really is. It's the time where we have the most hope 
Yeah, for yeah, there's the, hope. For the franchise, for there's the year. There's a glisten in all this of our is the eyes. Year. They're yeah. going to turn it around this year. Right before the stock market crashes. <laughs> We're here going, the stocks are looking good this year. <laughs> we still have a glimmer of hope. Our fingers are crossed, and we're waiting until, what, about episode three before we start crying? I mean, it could be episode one. Not The night one curveball can sometimes be very, very bad. When they brought in Hannah Brown, for example, on Pilot Pete's season as the night one curveball, and oh, you were just like, no. how could they do that to these players? How could Well, also, I mean, we've seen little glimpses from previews that we see Victoria Fuller. Yeah. Yes. Taj Juan. Um... Courtney, uh, Robertson. Courtney Robertson, yeah. yes. And then, I Legends. mean, I'm Sean Lowe, you know, is going to be gunning for Jesse Palmer's spot the entire season. I mean, is he going to be in the entire season? I don't think so, but I think he's going to try. He's at least <laughs> scrubbing down <laughs> Zach Shawcross in, the, in shower. the shower. We saw that. He's at least helping Shawcross get clean before he has to do <laughs> his dirty work this season. <laughs> but clean yourself. Don't get in yeah. the shower. <laughs> I think that's mistake number one. He's already, they already got him in the shower. They already He's got done. him when in I the shower. When I saw Lowe, I was really hoping it was Rob Lowe, and I was like, oh, oh this will be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for my money, the fact that they're bringing... Uh, Sean Lowe back. We call him the golden boy. He is, at least in terms of the process of The Bachelor, the most successful Bachelor that has ever existed. He is still married to his ring winner. They have kids, all this. He's That's the true. only Bachelor to have done that. Uh, I think bringing him in is a sign that the producers are trying to anoint this season to say this uh. is going to be a serious season about romance. We're getting back to the process. Maybe they are going to take a step back from trying to uh, psychologically and emotionally destroy all 30 people on the show this season. <laughs> I, I sure. <laughs> Gotta love the Game of Roses. Of course, you can listen to that full episode on Your Mom and Dad, their podcast. Go check that out. Formerly Chatty Broads. Now it's Your Mom and Dad. Becca Martinez, peaced out. And now we've got, of course, the good folks uh, known as Your Mom and Dad. And we appreciate them so much. And, of course, Game of Roses for all that they say about the show. So, you know what's interesting is Sean Lowe's the golden boy, and this guy right here, it pisses him off. Have a listen. Hate Bachelor Nation. No. No, we don't hate Bachelor Nation. And for we those listening on the podcast, that's Ari Jr. They watch The Bachelor anymore. I would say we're very far removed from it now. Yeah. And interestingly enough, you know, there's only three Bachelors that are still with somebody from their season. And it's just interesting that they never reach out. Eh, I don't really think it's about that. I mean, it's just funny that wouldn't they want to celebrate some success? Yikes. Okay, so we already made a full video about that. Go check it out last week. But Ari says, wouldn't they want to celebrate some success? Well, it turns out they are by bringing on the best, a golden boy bachelor of all time, Sean Lowe and Catherine. Their relationship timeline, yeah, they've got children, baby. They've procreated. They've got fantasy suite receipts, as it were, that being their children. I mean, I'm, no, I'm assuming they didn't procreate in the fantasy suite, but you know, one of these days, can we get a fantasy suite baby out there? Can we make it happen? And if you do procreate in the fantasy suite, I feel like you'd need to call the kid, you know, you need to name the kid fantasy, uh, right? Fanta? I don't know. Okay. Either way. So there they are. You know, this was in 2013, a full 10 years later, the couple's journey began when season 17 debuted. They, uh, so anyway, it was a connection from the start. They got engaged. Can you believe it? I said, yes. And then, uh, there they are doing their thing, walking down the aisle. They tied the knot in a live television wedding at the Four Seasons Resort, Biltmore in Santa Barbara, California. The nuptials were officiated by Sean's father, J-Lo. Can you imagine that? This really was the golden age of Bachelor. So they're saying, how do we get back to this? How do we get back to a basic love story that's not wrought with drama? And that's going to be the question. So people are wondering, why is Sean Lowe in the trailer? And as mentioned by the Game of Roses squadron, they said, of course, it's not just 
uh, Sean Lowe, Tajuan, and you've got uh, Victoria Fuller will be there. They're just going to be there to like, you know, be guest hosts or whatever. But anyway, um, Sean Lowe was on Bachelor Happy Hour today, not Bachelor Rush Hour, Bachelor Happy Hour, the four-star rated Bachelor Happy Hour. Here's what he had to say about getting the show back on the right track. So, so Sean, I'm sure like when you went in, it was probably like, yeah. you keep saying the show's going back to the basics. Like it, you, I'm, and, and I would love to like pick your brain on this, but when you went in to meet with Zach, was it focused more on that love, like finding the right partner for you, for your life and vice versa? Um, so when I met with Zach, it was more of just like, Hey, this is about to be crazy. It, like you, <laughs> you think you're prepared, but you <laughs> really true. don't know. You don't know what you're walking into and it will mm-hmm. be so surreal and it's going to be nuts. And then the hardest part will probably be after the camera stop rolling. And like you said, the press is about to start and he's just, it's, it's a whirlwind, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to really just prepare him mentally for all of that. And I also wanted to be realistic with him. Like, hey, I know you're filming a TV show and the goal is to hopefully find love. But I also wanted to tell him like, hey, it's okay if that didn't happen. Like there's mm-hmm. a chance you could meet 25 wonderful women, but one of them might not be a match for you. And that's okay to walk mm-hmm. away from all this and say, hey, I gave it a try. I had a great experience once in a lifetime, but you know, it didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted Zach to know, like, don't don't make this harder than it really needs to be. Because it is, mm-hmm. if you can just relax and have fun with it, it's an amazing opportunity to travel really? the world and do things that you would never do otherwise. Like it's so much fun. So just en- enjoy every moment of it and relax. You know, don't worry about it. Again, it's, and this is no shade towards Sean Lowe, but he really existed in a different world for Bachelor. One in which there wasn't scrutiny over every tweet you made, everything you did or said in the past and this and that. So he he saw it when the lead of the show what really did reap the benefits of the exposure and some of the lifestyle that came with it without the negative toxicity that came with pretty much the 24-hour news cycle, which came with the non-stop if there's no content, let's just ruffle some feathers type of deal. So he he has as one of three of I don't know three dozen right one he's one of three former bachelors that is still with their partner. Uh, who do we have? Uh, we've got Ari and Matt James now. Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell not engaged. Am I missing somebody? Is there somebody else out there? I'm not too sure. So either way. Um, you know, he's got that sort of bias that exists with someone who it worked out well for, which is fine. We'll always be optimistic going into it. The other crap. Truly, truly. Yeah. Best advice right what there. Was- Couldn't have said it better myself. You know. <laughs> don't, I, I was, I love that you said, don't worry about all the other crap. I'm, I'm actually reading a book where like at one part, this woman is so caught up in like finding the right job and like figuring herself out in life. And she's like, putting so much pressure on what other people are thinking of her. And basically the conclusion is like, no one effing cares. Like people want you to succeed and be happy in whatever sh- way, shape or form that is. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great bit of advice that I think everyone could use at any point in their life. Um, so when you went in to mm-hmm. meet with him, I agree. First of all, nobody cares. And you know, part of my life, I always look at what are my core, what's my core like being, what am I trying to do? And one of the things I'm trying to do is to dance like nobody's watching, you know, that, that phrase, just one of the core things I want to do is just, is just get back. I have this imprint that like people give, give two shits about me. And I think we all have that to an extent. And part of like, what's about part of what's beautiful about like children playing is that they, they just can laugh and have fun and just be so in the moment. And I feel like as adults, we strip that joy away and remembering like no one cares 
no one's thinking about you. Now, of course, when you're the lead of a show, every single weird thing, like McKenna's like, oh yeah, right. They made fun of my face nonstop. Everyone, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Justin from Katie Thurston season with his funny faces, everyone, you know, sure. They're going to be under the microscope, but in the end, like when you're going out and getting a Starbucks, everyone's just worrying about their own daily life. So all you can do is take care of you. So I actually like that right there. But the question remains, will Sean help save the day? Here's what Jesse had to say with regards to getting back to the basics. What to expect from Zach's up- upcoming season. Yeah, um, I would say that Zach's season is a bit of a throwback season uh, in the sense that this is really about the love story. It's not so much about the drama. Um, and I know in some past seasons, drama takes over. And on every season of Bachelorette, every season of Bachelor, there is going to be drama. That's just something you can't avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season really is less about that. And it's really more about the love story um, and about Zach trying to find his person. He, he's really, really intentional. I, I think one of the things that I was so impressed with watching Zach is that he really made a point to talk to everybody. Um, and I know, I, I know, like when I was the bachelor, I know, you know, group date, row ceremony. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll talk to everybody. And then things happen and there's drama mm-hmm. and, and someone, you know, can I steal you for a second? And all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I've only spoken to literally half the people. No wonder everybody's upset. Zach made a point mm-hmm. of getting time with every single woman, virtually, virtually every day. They're- now, of course, uh, one of the spoilers, which again, don't worry, this isn't a, like, I'm not going to share any names here, but one of the spoilers from reality, Steve said that Zach actually kicked somebody out because they tried to interrupt too many times. Now, whether that is what actually happened, we'll have to wait and see. Next week, I'll be doing live streams, 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific. Before the episode, we'll do a nice one-hour pre-party live stream. Get your charcuterie boards ready. Get your roses all cut and stocked, whatever. Put your baby's breath together and then get ready for that. Then afterwards, we'll do an East Coast after show live stream as well. A lot of, lot of, lot of stuff going on in my world. I've got a show tonight, um, actually, I believe in Culver City. So if you're in Los Angeles, go to my Instagram at Neils to see where that free show is tonight. Plus, stand-up tickets for my show with Katie, February 15th, are on sale. Link in the comment section for that. Yes, indeed. Super excited about that stand-up show. Almost sold out. I think there's like 10 VIP seats left out of the 50 that were for sale. And maybe there's about 100 tickets sold. So maybe there's another 50 to go. Either way, get your tickets now. Uh, That show will sell out. Link in the description of this podcast. All right. So now the next uh, clip for you guys is going to be spoiler based. Now, again, there's no definitive this is who wins, but we have people sharing their theories and placing their bets. If you don't want to be a part of that conversation, now's the chance to click away, which is totally fine. If you do want to click away, make sure on the way out the door, you will give us a nice rating, a nice review, follow, subscribe, all that jazz, and share with your friends. I appreciate it appreciate that so much. If you ever don't want to hear spoilers on my channel, trust me when I say I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure to give you the proper announcement before the spoilers exist. Like this next clip right here. Who could it be? 
and they were caught reading the Game of Roses book, How to Win the Bachelor. Now, it's a big time for Game of Roses. We covered them yesterday. Uh, let me find the, uh, let me find the uh, screen grab right here. So in yesterday's video, Game of Roses wrote a 4,000-word essay on their state of Bachelor. It was fantastic. I read it for you guys. It was a full 20-plus minutes, uh, but a very interesting read from very interesting writers and podcast host Game of Roses. So let's go to Reality Steve and let him uh, explain his spoiler. Now, here is probably something fairly major, but I do not have details on it, and I know you're going to have a lot of questions. Tell us. This happens while they are still in Los Angeles. This happens at the mansion, and from what I was told, and this is going to be an issue, like I said, there's going to be podcasts talking about it, in particular one, The Game of Roses book, How to Win the Bachelor. We've, we all know about Bachelor Clues. And we all know about Pace Case, Lizzie and Chad. Their book becomes, I guess, an issue, I think, because I know that Gabby was caught reading the How to Win the Bachelor book while they were at the mansion. Now, I know you have a bunch of questions. I've got no other details other than that. I don't know if this is a storyline. I don't know if the other women were pissed at her. I don't know if this is even going to be brought up. This might not even get shown on the show. I have no idea. I don't know why this show would want to promote anything regarding Game of Roses. Yeah, so as we know, the show doesn't, like, they don't let other people, you know, promote their brands, their t-shirt companies, whatever other side things. It's always like some, you know, they don't they don't want people to come on and blatantly promote whatever their business is. Otherwise, we'd have just a bunch of people being like, hey, I'd love to, you know, subscribe to my channel, you know, all that. It would be, it would be more insufferable than it already is. But what's interesting about this, and here's where the spoiler comes along, is that we've got this right here, BW means bachelor, whatever bachelor, whatever. And again, this is according to a Reddit thread. I haven't seen this personally. And this is the spoiler folks. Bachelor, whatever says Zach eliminated Katie and proposed to Gabby. Now you might say, we don't even know who Gabby is. We don't know any of these people. We'll get to it. I'll pull up some photos and this and that we'll get into it. But that bachelor, whatever has, has Gabby as their winner. And this of course is probably through whatever, uh, guesses they could make based on promotional photos and videos and things like that. Reality Steve has not confirmed that. And as far as I you know, know the, the highest batting average of anyone who calls these things is Reality Steve. So take that uh, with, you know, take that information uh, as you want and we'll report back when we actually know more. Um, it, it, but he, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't confirmed that. So it, it can't be, it can't be locked and loaded, you know, uh, like uh, there's no a smoking gun here. Not that they're bad people. Obviously, I love Game of Roses, but I'm saying, like, why would the show want to enter that into the canon of Bachelor World that there's a book out there that has a stigma attached to it that basically this is all fun and games. And if you read this book, you can win the game or go far. And seemingly someone who's reading that book is going to automatically be labeled as somebody who was there to, quote unquote, win and That's wasn't Gabby. there looking for love and not there for the right reasons. All I can tell you is this. Gabby was caught reading the Game of Roses book at the mansion. We know Gabby's in the final three, so she's got a 33% chance of winning. However, this might not end up even getting shown. So it could just be something that, and if it doesn't get shown, to me, that means it wasn't that big of a deal. 
Gabby could easily be reading the Game of Roses book and still be there interested in finding love. She could be reading the Game of Roses book and absolutely be there as a game to her. I don't know. We have no idea. So I wanted to put it out there because I know it happened. Now, by the way, Game of Roses, their book, How to Win the Bachelor. By the way, great book. You can go buy it wherever you buy books. They're, they're, the idea of winning the Bachelor, and now they, 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 they place it in such a logical way that it takes out maybe some of the emotions. But it's like, yeah, this is these are the ways that people can try to get a foothold in a in a world where there's 30 women competing for one man. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily a bad thing. She could be reading How to Win the Bachelor. And by the way, how many people buy the book How to Win the Bachelor and never even go on the show? They just It's just a curious way to look at the sort of uh, statistical approach to, well, the quote-unquote villain is somebody who speaks up enough and that's how they get screen time, which maybe gets them on Bachelor in Paris. Like there's different sort of things we've watched historically from the show that could lead to a higher success. Uh, but at the same time, I think anyone who knows numbers and, and studying sort of patterns could say, maybe it's not because people did these certain things that they won. Maybe they won because they were the ones who were ambitious enough to get the screen time in the, in the stage time needed to develop relationships farther with the lead. Very interesting stuff. Whether or not it gets shown is a different story. I don't edit the show. I have no idea if it's going to get shown or not. I have no idea if any of the other women cared that she was reading the book. But she was. And I don't know, and I'm not going to label her a certain way because she was reading the book. But I say that's a fairly interesting, I'd say it was, I don't, wouldn't say that's a controversial storyline. I'd certainly say it's interesting. Because we are now bringing in outside factors, a major book that was written about this show, possibly, because I don't know if it's going to get shown, being brought into a storyline. So we shall see if that gets shown. My guess, and yes, I have spoken to Chad about this. We kind of butted our, you know, not butted heads. We we uh, combined our heads. What's the, <laughs> um, we we brainstormed this together, and we're just like, okay, because I was like, Chad, this is what ha- this is what I'm hearing, but I don't know what the result of it was. It might not even get shown. I don't know if the women even cared. I, I, I have no idea. I just know that she was caught reading it. So what do you think? And he's like, man, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to see it play out. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I think. I just, we, we have to see. If it's not shown, then to me, it wasn't a big deal. So, but if it is shown, I've got questions because I don't know why the show would do that. I hope the show does show it. The The one reason I could think that the show would show the book, How to Win the Bachelor by Game of Roses uh, by Chad and Lizzie is that the show realizes they need to jump on these sort of parasocial bandwagon. And I, I don't know if that's maybe the proper way to phrase it, but the idea that the show, uh, and this was posted, I think, by Bachelor Data, that the one of the issues that people have with the production of the show is they keep the fourth wall there and they keep this idea that the contestants don't have Instagram accounts. They don't let them, they don't tag the contestant contestants in all their promotional photos or videos, but they're starting to do that. Whereas Netflix has all these dating shows where they promote the contestants and say, hey, yeah, we want all the contestants to grow their social media followings because the more people that they follow, the more that new eyeballs might be on the show. So it could be that the show realizes, all right, Game of Roses is a big deal. We'll throw this little cookie in there. We'll shout it out. And all roads lead back to The Bachelor. So that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. For Game of Roses fans and people in the pit, you'd love this stuff. 
But why would this show want to give any publicity to that book? You know, not saying anything negative about the book. We've talked to Chad about this. I'm like, this is great for you guys. But whether it gets shown is a different story. So, so Reality Steve has all these other spoilers, which I'm not going to get into, but he has spoilers on who he considers is going to be the villain. And he doesn't want to use the term villain because villain will lead a disgruntled audience to send death threats and mom shame, which apparently has already happened to Christina Mandrell. But um, using villain in the sense of the, you know, story, as far as storylines go, the person that other people sort of decide is the cog in the machine or something. Someone who, you know, they say that it could be Christina Mandrell. We'll have to see how that all plays out. There's other storylines that involve Greer and, and, you know, there's a lot in there. So if you want to check that all out, uh, Reality Steve has it. I think it's just fascinating how he acquires some of this information. There's obviously somebody, and it could have been Christina, who uh, gets upset or calls out the uh, America's first impression rose pick by saying, oh, you didn't get Zach's first impression rose. You got America's first impression rose. And, you know, all these types of things that like, I don't even know what words to describe. Is it offensive to call it caddy? Is that a word we don't use anymore? I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of jockeying for position for Zach's heart, which is going to lead to a lot of elbows being thrown in the process. It's a mosh pit out there, folks. And a mosh pit indeed. Well, I actually have to get going. Uh, I, you know, this is one of those crazy days where I'm doing a photo shoot, so I have to get ready for that. This afternoon, I'm going to take myself on an artist date. Do you ever do this? I'm going on an artist date, which means I'm going to take myself to a coffee shop far away, bring my notebook, do some free writing, listen to some music. I'm going to take care of myself. That's what I'm going to do this afternoon. But in the meantime, I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to my elderly Basset Hound Boone, who turns 14 today. So everyone say happy birthday, Boone. We're going to give him a nice sweet potato and steak pie oh boy he's gonna be so happy his farts are gonna be pretty strong tonight folks you can only hope for the best for your good boy and we're happy to have him around for these achy breaky elderly years where he gets to show his love and not move much because his hips are tired all right folks well that's it for me we'll be back tomorrow i've been dave neal this was bachelor rush hour